Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 973 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined today by JD Raider, Ben Askren, and Shane Sparks. And somebody call 911. We're going to have a fire drill at 9.30 here in Austin. That's why we're starting a little bit early so that we can flee the scene. It would be kind of funny if they did it early and we just left for like 15, 20 minutes. But we have to go You're down. You're leave me and Shane. Me and Shane are going to be on here doing whatever the hell we want and you won't be able to stop us. <laughs> I know. I know. It'll be, uh, it'll be horrifying. Uh, but anyway, we are here to talk about wrestling. Of course, on Monday we had David Taylor on. That was fantastic. We did not get to talk a ton about the happenings of last week. And I'm hoping we can kind of meld a little bit of what happened last week into the upcoming wrestling for this week, of which there is a ton to look forward to. Some that we haven't even been able to, uh, you know, we the this journeyman's better than last weekend for sure. Yes, certainly better. Uh, but first, let's check in with Shane. Shane, how are you? Doing well, guys. Good to see all you guys, and uh, looking forward to uh, this show today. A lot of topics, a lot a of lot. stuff to talk about today. Probably. Unfortunately, not a lot of time to talk '80s music. Today's not that <laughs> no, show. No, you better, you better this, not. This is not. This is not the day. Um, I don't want to get too much to rehash too much of the gambling stuff, other than to say the NCA ruling came out. It looks, uh, according to the Hawk Central article from Chad Leistikow, it's going to be Nelson, Seabricht, Assad, and Cassiope that are impacted. Uh, likely out for the year, I b- believe was what was said in there. So a huge blow to the Hawks, particularly, and I think the biggest blow is no Cassiope. I think every other need they can kind of piecemeal together, or but not having, um, you know, because they could use Gabe Arnold at 174. They still have Patrick mm-hmm. Kennedy, um, but heavyweight, it's it, you're you're either you're you're hoping Ben Keeter's ready to go year one after a year of playing football um, yeah so it's it's a huge it's a huge blow for Iowa and um and, yeah and my fantasy team because I had Nelson Brands in the seventh round I thought it was a good value pick in case he comes back yeah nope and, nope. and he has one year left I mean he has two years left correct so he can come back next yeah, year next year they should just be like all right assuming he gets approved for a medical he's got to get approved for the medical they'd be like all right just approve my medical let me do it now and get on with my life but um, that's not going to be the case. He's got to do his suspension, yeah. I'm sure. It's also interesting. Brand said he told Keeter and the football team he's yours until after the bowl game. Yeah. Which means not until January. And then it's he's just returning to the mat practicing mm-hmm. in late December, early January. Yeah. yeah. So who Let knows? me throw this out there, guys. I know we don't want, want to belabor this, but I just got to be thinking about this. And I don't know. But I'm just, I mean, they can use him in a handful of duels. I mean, they can, I mean, the bottom line is they want to keep his red shirt, correct? Or not necessarily. Uh, I don't know. Keeters? Because the reason I, the reason I bring Keter, this up, yeah. guys, and again, I'm probably talking too much here, but against some of these, against some of these top guys in the country, I don't know if, I don't know if I'd burn him on, on, on those matches. Yeah, I mean, well, I think the only way they're going to do it is if they actually think he can go get points at NCAs. Yeah, they're going to get they're going to get five uh, five uses out of him, and if he's not yeah. available until January, February, they they may not have to make the decision until right before Big Tens. And it probably yeah. depends on where he's at, how he does in those sure. handful exactly. of 
competitions. There will be a decent evaluation. The, the challenge will be, ideally, you get them in a tournament somewhere to really see, instead of just using a duel as the sole determining factor, if you get them in a tournament, yeah. the problem is in January, February, March, there's not a lot of them. Um, the soldier salutes in December, and I don't know if that's even the mm -hmm. thing that is really a good barometer for, for someone yeah. the caliber have been. So, so he's going to get five duels, and then there's no way he's going to get an auto qualifier box. He won't have the minimum minimum amount of matches. But no, maybe if you say, like, he beats Lucas Davison, you're like, okay, he's ready. He beat Lucas Davison. Let's throw him in there, right? Yep, exactly. Put together Hawkeye last chance open? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they host one of those. That'd Three be weekends in a row, J.D. T take a note from their, their brothers and names. Yeah, yeah. brothers and names. Uh, yeah, Terry Brand's. You know, basically vowing to um, combat the NCAA until they get, I think, more current on their on their rules. He's not holding anything back at this point. Actually, he probably is. Uh, this is <laughs> this is probably um, some dude a, a filtered. <laughs> they version don't like they don't like tough wrestling. No, who the NCAA? Yeah, they don't. Um, not dirty, in the dirty speaking politics. of tough wrestling, are we going to talk about that Kale Sanderson interview? Because that was kind of fun. Yeah, what'd you think? I sent it to y'all this morning to um, make sure you check it out. I thought it was good. P Penn State Media Day was yesterday. We have an article about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought it was great. No, uh, I, there's kind of uh, obviously a lot of things to dissect about what he said. Um, well, we should say what he said first before we... Yeah, I was well, there's, it was a lot. It was... I'm here to coach my guys and not the you know not worry about the impact on the sport. Uh, then he was talking about the rules and yeah. how he wants. Sorry, did, did well, I, I would not, I would say that's not a fair characterization. He, he okay. said well, he said basically what he said is uh, it's not that I don't care. He didn't say at all that he doesn't care about the sport. He said basically he focuses on his team and the impact that his team he believes you know he said it without saying it, the impact this team and the wrestlers have had on sport wrestling has been positive. About you know he's like he, it's changed the attitudes. You hear a lot more about gratitude. But I feel like he said that later. I feel like in the beginning he said my goal is to get my guys really good, and that's what my main focus is. And then later yeah, he did and then, say, but then he connected Wait. it. But he connected it. I thought okay. he was. Started, I thought he was being gratitude in the training. That was that was early. The gratitude in the training was 100%. pretty early. Right. Hundred yeah. percent. So anyways, okay. proceed. Okay, and then he he was talking about the rules, and he said he thinks there should be less rules. He thinks that essentially the essence of wrestling is takedowns, control, and pinning, and mm -hmm. that, um, you know, if, if someone he kept using ankle grab, if someone's grabbing your ankle and you can't get up because of it, then that's kind of your fault and you need to get better at wrestling. Um, and so, I, you know, I guess that's kind of the point I think that we should debate or talk about. I think it could be potentially incredibly boring, <clears throat> but then I, I look at, say, jujitsu and they have these really long form 20, 30 minute matches. Um, which don't have a lot of stoppages or uh, tons of rules, I guess you'd say. Um, and then MMA, you know, there's a big thing in MMA where, like, the bottom guy shouldn't get stood up. And it happens once in a while where there's, like, a stalemate, and they'll, they'll put them back on their feet, and a lot of people hate it because the idea is, well, if you can't get back to your feet, you can't get back to your feet, that's your problem. So then, I th you know, I think that it kind of what Kale was saying, well, man, that would be painful to watch, though, if you had uh, you know a ten minute unlimited time limit and you got a takedown in the first thirty seconds, and then you just rode the dude for nine and a half minutes. I, I don't know. I freaking love wrestling, but I don't know if I'd want to watch it. Ben, but Ben, let me let me ask you this because this is super interesting that you happen yeah. to be on this call. Yeah. Um, and we'll dive into this more. But off the surface, I mean, that was you a lot of times in 
in MMA. And I, yeah. that was like, I felt like that. Oh, Aspirin's just going to sit and ride him. Well, that's well, what no, I mean, I literally, but I actually literally addressed this last weekend because the guy that was in the meeting against, against Derek Lewis, it was weird, big, strong guy. Couldn't punch worth a damn. Like, took him down, and I think he was on top for 22 of 25 minutes. And I actually said on Twitter, in my fights 4 through 10, that's I, I just hadn't figured it out yet. So I was on top, like, the whole time. But I couldn't choke him, and I couldn't punch him very well, right? But then in fight 11, I figured it out. And from fight 11 to fight 18, so I think that's oh, eight fights or nine fights, I finished every single person except one, right? So I finally figured out how to punch him. And so that was like... Uh, it, but yeah, I listen. I get it. It was it absolutely, absolutely was boring. But I was doing the best of my ability to win the fight. And yeah, then you actually, won. I, but you I won. figured out how to do it better and more efficiently. And I would, if someone said I didn't enjoy watching fights four through ten of yours, I would say, well, I understand. I understand what you're saying fully. So, but I think Kale was making the argument like, who cares if people don't want to watch that? He said, you know, and kind of, I think he was kind of saying like, well, there's a niche audience and they're going to watch it kind of no matter what. I don't know. Was that? What, did you guys feel that that's what he was saying? A little bit. I did not. Um, I mean, I have a take on it. Go for it. The uh, look at the most popular sports right now: football, basketball, baseball. All of them are catering towards a better fan viewing experience. And I kind of push back on the less rules, less rules, less rules, less rules. Look at football, the most popular sport in America, probably the world. It is so complicated to watch. If you have never watched it, with all the illegal holdings, illegal formations, this and that, there are so many more rules in football, and everybody just accepts it and watches it, and it's pushing more towards offense. Um, it's kind of a yeah. complaint right now that like defense is going away because they realize that it is a better fan viewing experience to reward more points more offense so I don't really and have an issue with it to just be like well yeah get out you know do the hard thing because it will make you a better person which is kind of what Kale was getting at too sure but if you want to make the experience better for the fan you're going to have to take a little bit away from that well I think uh, he didn't say this but what could easily be said if if offense and high scoring things are like who's producing more high scoring exciting yeah, wrestlers yeah. than Penn State right now so True. it's like alright if that's the issue well that's not the he's probably just looking internally like that's not our problem generally we're scoring a lot of points well he did take exception to the ankle right? yeah he didn't which like was that a, which is a you yeah. know Penn State has notoriously done that well the past couple of years but it's actually not the ankle ride it's not sitting on the ankle it's only hand to ankle. Yes. So, yep. So um, it's not even that. I, I I would say I don't think they're trying to get rid of Matt Wrestling. He loves the three-point takedown, as do I and not Shane. Um, I, I thought that was funny because the whole time he kept saying um, – the whole time he kept saying they're trying to diminish the role of Matt Wrestling. He kept saying it over and over again. And then I was the surprised end, was, when he said that. But the three-point takedown is awesome, which I thought – well, man, I thought it sounded like the whole interview you were saying you, you don't like the fact that they're diminishing mat wrestling. And then he said the three-point takedown is awesome, which is the, the rule that is, in fact, diminishing mat wrestling. So I was very – that kind of threw me off a little bit. Well, I don't think yeah, – I, I, I have not I ever understood too. why anyone thinks that takedown being worth more makes mat wrestling so significantly it to you. It's yeah. Hold on. One, one other thing. Here's what he means. He's like, 
one, you're you're limiting a weapon for the top guy um, of the ankle ride, and two, you're saying this guy has got to be working for a, a pin at all times. Those two rules in conjunction are making it so you you are giving an advantage to the bottom wrestler, like. That that's what he's saying. You're you, you're taking away a weapon, and you're making this guy have to be looking a certain sort of, sure. um, have using a certain strategy. So that's but, that was his point. Okay, but uh, so think. the obvious there is that with uh, a, a takedown and a reversal being worth different amounts now, they used to be worth the same, right? Mm-hmm. So now if I take you down and you reverse me, I'm actually still winning, and we would have previously been tied, right? Yes. So that that's a negative towards Matt wrestling, and then number two would be. Um, the takedown to escape differential if say you're a Jake Patricell or you're super good on top and you get one turn worth uh we'll say four well even a four pointer, right? Um previously I would have had to make up that with a whole bunch of takedowns. And now I can make it up with two takedowns because there's a two point differential between a takedown and escape. So I think I think you do diminish mat wrestling. Like previously if you would have been down by a whole bunch of points in the third period the the hope of going cut escape cut escape cut escape when you're down by four or five is like kind of impossible. The only way you could probably do this is turn him over and then pin him, you know, or something like that. Yeah. So I do think it absolutely diminishes Matt wrestling. Of course it does, guys. I mean, this is of course it does. And yeah, the the the, the biggest thing that I have in this whole deal is is this this false narrative that taking somebody down is three times harder than escaping. I mean, that that's that is such garbage. It's not true. Who and, and the other thing I think too it's probably is, true. No, 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 Christian. The, the reason this happens is is because a lot of times when somebody gets an escape, it's because they're cut. It's because somebody chose to punt on the position. When guys sit and ride, guys, let's be honest. That's the whole reason that we're here because people didn't want to see the mat wrestling, which is fine. If you don't like it, that's fine. But it's because it's hard to get out from on bottom. When somebody in college, I've had this conversation in the last three or four days with Dwayne Goldman and most recently with Nick Lee. It is hard to get out from on bottom when a guy commits to ride you. And for that to be one point is nothing. It's harder than one point. It's not a third of a takedown. No way, guys. No way. And, I think it absolutely what's is. Here. What's happened here is we've that I, what I don't like is let me have the right like Ben said before like going back to his MMA stuff at that time that's that was his path to victory that was his path to victory everybody should be able to you should be able to pick your path what you want to do and not like it's, escape your way to victory an escaping one point and a takedown being three the ratio's out of whack should it, it was just fine before. It was just fine. We all know this guys that came down to stall calls getting called. If if referees would have been more aggressive in the stall calls, everything's fine. That was the fix. Three point takedown, guys. It's okay. It's okay. I don't love. I don't love seeing. And again, we'll see. Is I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to give it a chance. But some of these matches are like. You know that they get out of hand quick. I don't know if I like that. No, I actually like that's the part I actually like. That's the positive, yeah. which you could have done the same thing by decreasing the tech and major. But I said on Monday, that's the best part of it. Yeah, Kayla actually tossed out the idea of no stalling. Yeah, at all. David Taylor has mentioned that multiple times. Also, wait, what? Get rid of stalling altogether. No stalling. I'm points. okay if they didn't have it. 
You, you know what, guys? I'm going to say something right now. Uh -oh. I on this show, I feel like a I felt like a middle school kid at times or high school. I've succumbed to the peer pressure a little what? bit. It's what peer pressure? Fault. It's my fault. It's my fault. I've succumbed to this that I, I shouldn't be firm in my that the mat wrestling. I, I got to get back to my roots. I agree with what when Kale was talking. I was like, man, he's exactly right. Things the, the answer to everything, guys. And it's I'm going to compare wrestling to society. Oh. The answer to everything uh -oh. is not getting easier. The answer to everything is not finding an easier way. And I agree with Kale or anybody. When you're on bottom, figure it out. Figure it out. Get better. Get better. Well, what about getting taken down and just turtling up for so long so you don't get turned? Beetle position. Then the, then the, then the period ends, and boom. That's you're not back. You. you. You get a break. I like the strategy of the Matt Russell. I just... I think a lot Dude. of the strategy. So if a guy were to turtle up, away. if that's Kale his strategy, go back to pin or submit, pin or submit. Let's go. I wish <laughs> I'm so jealous of Gordon Ryan. I wish we had pin or submit in wrestling. Thirty minutes, pin me or you can't. Sometimes he does <laughs> unlimited time. <laughs> unlimited time, even. I don't know. Right, I, I like Christian's Stalin. overwhelmed by Shane Sparks. Shane, I got to tell you, I, I got something to ask you. Can I ask you, Shane? Oh man! Someone recently shared your state finals with me. And you got robbed so hard. You got robbed. That was yeah. that was that was number one dog crap. It might have been, but I got to tell you what, Ben. The wrestling. What? So here's what happened. That loss okay. was pretty hard. Yeah. I I never watched that for twenty some years. And when I watched it, so in, in my defense, I didn't really have coaching. I mean, I didn't. Mm. I didn't really have coaching. I mean, and it was very evident watching that. Self-made <laughs> man. When I back and watched it, I was like, But the ref oh robbed God, you. Me. Shane, the ref gave you four stall calls. It was, it was, it was nonsense. It, it was nonsense. It was nonsense. Now, the, the funny part with that is the guy that beat me, and it is, the bottom line is it all worked out. But that okay. guy, he ended up winning. Uh, that's Rudy Ruiz. He ended up yep. winning free. He went to Stanford, made the national tournament. He beat Kevin Black, who's Wisconsin's only four-time undefeated Division okay. One wrestler. And that summary beat Jody Strip Matter. So if you piece oh, the puzzles together, man, can you imagine how bad I would have pounded on Strip Matter that year? I mean, I would have owned <laughs> Jody. I would yeah. have owned him. <laughs> that was a rough one. But I, there yeah. were a lot of things that, uh, yeah, I learned a lot from that. I like, did a lot of things wrong. But that's funny you watch that. But the bottom line is the wrestling was a little rough. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, that's you go back to the 90s, and that's what it looks like. Yeah, I yeah mean, exactly. You watch even some really... Never mind. I'm not even gonna open that. <laughs> no good. I watched. I watched the. Um, I don't know why it came up. And one night, I, I like maybe I didn't have anything to do, and I don't remember. I was gonna search something on YouTube, and the first thing that popped up was like the 1996 or 97 NCAA finals. I don't recall which year it was, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch it. And I watched it at one and a half speed, but I was like, damn, this is not good wrestling. Like it's just so slow. I mean, just compared to. The speed people are moving at these days and the fluidity, it was just different. Way different. I do appreciate you saying that though, Ben. Thank you much. That was a that was a I want to find that ref and yell at him. I was watching the match, like, who is this ref? I'm gonna terrible. be yelling at him right now. And you wonder what the thing is, Ben? I've, 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 I've since gotten past it. Thankfully, it's thirty the thirty year anniversary is this February, so it's time oh, to wow. move on for me. But I'll tell you oh. what, I never wanted to there was a I mean that that loss, oh my gosh. I mean it it did way that was not I didn't handle that right and I'm glad I've I've never wanted to I've never like tried to seek out that ref I'm over it now but after a few I years I want to seek him out I want to yell at myself him. I'm like you can't run into this guy because it you just don't want to yeah I, I just it, I just because it that was that was something but yeah it all worked out yeah he had his mind made up it, he did get Seriously. it's on YouTube 
it's rough. It, yeah. it, the wrestling's that much better. <laughs> you got no. There's like, a few exchanges. I didn't watch it for probably twenty five. I mean, I only watched it for the first time about five years ago, and I'm literally all I'm looking at is thinking <laughs> to myself, "How can you not beat a front headlock? Like, how do you not know how to execute it?" But back then, we just didn't. Back then, it was Ben. You dive in. I mean, I would dive in, grab a leg, and I was just a little bit stronger, and I get it. I mean, that was it. That was the technique. Dive in and somehow finish it. Somehow. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Okay. Um, we should talk. We have not talked about some of the upsets that happened last week. We got to get to some of the action um, that's coming up uh, for this week. Few of the few of the bigger upsets that went down. Other than the Matt Ramos one, which we've already talked about, um, guys, Brandon, that was shocking. I, I had to tell you guys that real quick. That you guys, we, we talk about this. I'm going to tell you right now, that one was shocking to me. The but flow you know, wrestling was, slack was not say. shocked when that match was set. There were multiple people that were uh, like, "This, this is a real match." I, w- I was yeah. pretty surprised actually, um, but that we didn't say. And this is, you know, I don't know if this speaks to Matt Ramos maybe not being as good or the familiarity between those two. But then he lost to Braden Palmer in the finals. And Braden Palmer, he's tough, but he's not like an All-American type mm-hmm. guy. I mean, maybe he's a sneak up closer there this year. I think so he like, is right now, Ben. Well, we'll see. But, you know, that's like, it's interesting uh, because, and that's where we had that question, and I think someone re-asked it, Christian, is if, if those three high school kids were at 125, how many of them would All-American? And it's like, well, you see, yeah, they could beat the high end, but then maybe they also lose to Braden Palmer. Yeah, they're they're. I mean, th- this is all about, and we talked about it more. I think after the show at HQ, but this is just a perfect storm for a match like this to happen. Yeah. This this does not happen. I think Ben, you sort of alluded to it, but then if you mm-hmm. look closely, this doesn't happen at any other weight class in NCAA yeah. wrestling. There's no scenario the number one heavyweight, number one one ninety seven, on and on and on every weight. It's not even not a thought. But one twenty five is. And we talked about this coming into the year, all at the end of last year. 125 is going to be kind of a mess this year. It does not have, it doesn't have the Spencers or the Sorianos, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a combination of 125 is down. It is down, down. And we are we have some pretty unprecedented. We have like a kind of the next class of like the Soriano, Dayton, Spencer, Yanni kind of guys all around the same weight class in high school. Those kind of guys with Blaze, Knox. Forest, Lilladal, kind of all in that same range. Yeah. So it's a special group there. It's a weaker group, sort of a weaker than usual group at, at that way. And it's sort of a perfect storm for a match like that to happen. But so that's what makes it um, so unprecedented and really unlikely to replicate again anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, even though these high school kids are not going to stop getting really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So they're, they're really competitive. And that's, I think it just, it was, it, at other weight classes, the high school kids could probably compete with, like, I don't know, like, I'd put Aiden or Connor Mirasola against some of the medium-ranked guys at 184, for example, um, and I would say, like, I think they have a reasonably good chance of winning, but not probably not against the number ones. Right. Um, so I think if you move down there a little bit, it, you know, there's a drop-off, but against the other number ones, I don't think it's happening. Let's talk about Noel Mulvaney. Big win over Josh Ogunsanya. Junkyard Great. dog. Got to figure he's going to be going for the Bucknell. Oh yeah, he's Bison. going. He's going. Uh, he's wrestling. He's wrestling a legend on um, uh, Friday night. 
Oh wow. Oklahoma State, yeah. So good, Big good catch for him. And then he actually wrestles someone else. Good. Oh, he wrestles Hamidi in, in Wisconsin. So he's going to get a good, uh, good test at the top of the field pretty quick. I would say so. Um, yeah. Some of the other upsets: Brandon Kaler goes down twice to Spencer Moore and Jet Strickenberger of UNC mm-hmm. and West Virginia, respectively. Garrett Thompson over Peyton Hall. One of the more surprising. Yeah, that's upsets. sad. Peyton Hall just—he's got to find the form again. Yeah, I'm not, I just can't quite figure that out. Um, not a ton of others, other than uh, Tay Godali of Campbell. Looks like he's going to be a really, really tough out this year. I don't know how mm-hmm. high he'll wind up, but he looks like someone that could creep into the top ten pretty quickly. Yeah, I agree. If you haven't watched him, pretty exciting style. He's kind of a more of a, a taller, leaner heavyweight. Mm-hmm. Good movement. He's got a good variety of skills. He's a pinner too. Um, those were the kind of the major happenings of the Spay's upsets uh, article is a great resource so you can quickly get up to speed on on what happened. But the looking, world's greatest blogger, by the way. Oh yeah, the <laughs> blog father. Nobody blogs like Spay. He does a phenomenal job. Nothing. And if, if I mean, he's such a good guy, but he does he does a really good job. No, he's actually hey. not a good guy, but he is a great Speaking blogger. Speaking of which, <laughs> oh, episode nine seven three, the episode we're on. The Spay episode, because that's the area code he grew up in. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this is the great. Spay code. Let's eat a big sandwich in honor of him. <laughs> hey, also, no one said uh, we did not mention yet Cody Cleveland. Cody Cl- Cody Cleveland. Oh, <laughs> that's a throwback. throwback right there. Cody yeah. Merrill to Oklahoma State. Yes. Cody Merrill big to pick. Oklahoma State. The connections are sort of obvious there with Daniel and Oklahoma State. Lineup synergy with him going 197. Um, Man, he's big. He's really big. He he needs to get on a diet, or he ain't gonna be making 197 anytime soon. He says he is. There you go. But yes, he is large. I assumed he was gonna be heavyweight prior to. That's his, what I kind of assumed. He looks big kinda, at who's number one. He'll be he'll be a handful at. Uh, at 97, if he can make it effectively. But the plan yeah. is for him to go 97 and Christian Carroll to go heavyweight mm-hmm. in the future for the Cowboys. Well, Carroll's not going down. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they'll have to they're, – they're really counting on Cody being basically a career 97 or for the vast yeah. majority of his career. i got a hard time seeing that one. Although, you know, if you wrestle Carroll this year and next year and you redshirt Merrill next year – then it's maybe one year he would have to technically hold it. Yeah. Or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still. Um, anyway, keeping it moving. This is a huge, huge week. That You know, yeah. everyone knows I'm sort of partial to these Virginia Tech duels. But that's because they always have extremely exciting duel meets. They have a great duel schedule. They wrestle Ohio State every year, and it's awesome. And they wrestle NC State, and it's great. And, yeah. And that's how we're going to – it's the first big duel of the year yet again. And really, other than Iowa-Iowa State, I think it's the biggest duel of the semester of this, you know, November-December mm-hmm. section. And we got we got um, two guys on the ground there. Tyler Meisinger and John Kozak are there. They've been there since Tuesday. I Whoa. think they just wanted some extra Blacksburg time, if you ask me. Can't blame them. But they're there with Virginia Tech and be covering this duel thoroughly. So if you haven't – Seen, we got a ton of content out already from that. We should start. You should start seeing that on the homepage and the social channels. But let's get into this dual meet. 
I think it's going to be exciting. There's some questions now. I think the number one question is, will we see Carson Hartzler wrestle at 174? We watched him at Clarion, got his knee a little banged up. I don't know to the degree or the injury. I'm no doctor, but he was hobbling around and had to kind of gut out the end of that match. So do we see him or do we see the debut, the, the varsity debut of Rocco Welsh? At 174, who looks well, really Russell, good at Clarion. Russell's pretty good at the Clarion Open. And and he is a guy, and this is why this rule is so great. It's it's so awesome getting to see so these awesome. guys. You don't have to pull in someone. You can keep – it makes the duels better, too. It's like not only yes. does it help your team, you don't have Makai Lewis, you know, stunting on a guy that is not going to be as good, not going to put up a competitive match. It's just a win across the board for all parties. Uh so yeah. we might see him. I don't know. My my gut, if if you had a, uh, made me guess, I think we do see Rocco in this scenario. I don't know that we'll see Carson, but that remains to be seen. Hopefully the boys can find that out on the ground. But I'm sure Ohio State's going to want to keep that under wraps right up until till the time. I don't know. Tom's pretty forthcoming. He honestly he honestly is. I said that he'll yeah. he'll he'll probably. I mean, if anybody's going to tell you, it'll be him or. or Tom and, and Kevin Dresser is another one. I mean, he he tells exactly what he's thinking. Yes, yes. Certainly appreciate their candor always. But a few really big matches. And uh, what, do you want to just get to the picks? Yeah, we should just get to them while we're doing this. JD, um, why, why don't you tee this up a little bit? May I explain what this is also? So if you didn't listen to the show last season, we did a season-long running total. We did a bunch of picks. I set... Uh, lines, uh, like gambling lines, um, because if you just pick, will this guy beat this guy? It's easy. Yeah, a lot of times it's easy, but so we'll give the favorite, you know, however many points uh, or the public deems necessary. Yeah. We did four matches for this duel. All the matches are, are going to be pretty pretty good, pretty tight, but kind of just for time's sake here, just probably four, four of the uh, the best matches are we picked. Or... Like, didn't include 174 because not exactly sure mm-hmm. Smart. who's going to go out there for the Buckeyes. Um, so, for this tool, I picked 133, 49, 57, and 285. To, uh, guys, who's the reigning champion from last year? This is yeah, your guys. Yeah, thank you, Shane. Who is the reigning champion from last year, guys? I want to know who the guy to beat is going into this who's season. Who's the guy to beat? It's barely Ben. Barely Ben. He, <laughs> oh, he edged me I, I, won, I forgot that I won last year. <laughs> you literally ben, 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 you know what you need to have happen here, they're guys? Here. They, they're, they're trying to make me an award yes. right there that says 2022-2023 yes. FRL Pick'em Champion. Yes, and I'm still waiting. I was say. You need some kind of indication that when somebody's a new yes, right there. thing on the FRL, they know. They, they know who the champ is. They know. They were supposed to send me my award last April. It, it must have got lost in the mail. I don't know where it is. I still don't have it. Could you just, Christian, you know what? Why don't you just put in the chat, put your credit card number, and I'll get my own award bill. <laughs> uh, Seth, Seth Mendoza was supposed to make it, but he got to uh, on his recruiting tour and couldn't oh, make it. Nice. Hey, uh, JD, just take Christian's credit card and take a picture of it for me. Uh, and <laughs> and make sure you get the code I'll on put the, it in the chat. You gotta get that you code put it in the, the chat. And the zip code, too. The yep. zip code also. And the zip code. And those th- the three-digit thing at the end. Yep. Got to make sure to include that. Plus zip. And you know what else you need? You need some stickers made that everybody can put on the back of their Ooh. laptop. That would be, yeah, that'd be good, too, right there. <laughs> I that I should just do not tell them. Just put Ben... You know, picture of myself, uh, Pick'em Champion 2022 2023. <laughs> There's a big year for you. Now, but now, Ben, now you're, you, you've been the, the hunter. Now you're the hunted. Now we're going to see how you respond uh, you know, with another title. Actually, I have an idea. I know what I'm going to do. 
I, I, I got, I'm just going to surprise you guys next week. I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> okay. Got it. That'll be funny. You know what? Um, it's okay. You don't have to do it now. But for the future, it would be cool for, like, the big duels to have, like, the team lines, to Team one in here? Where? I thought we had that on this. Am I Did missing you, right? something? Virginia Tech, I minus I six and a half. Lines. Uh, I guess I didn't put it in the sheet, but it's in the dock. Oh, okay. I'm looking yeah. in the sheet. The sheet. Okay, got it. Okay, cool. Dang, Hokies are favorites. All right, perfect. Let's let's, let's start. And, and what's going to be fun about the Pickums this year is, or fun or challenging, whatever you want to call it, the the new takedown rules. You got to really recalibrate. He's going to get a major. So much. It's like a, it's, a, it's a totally new mathematics scoring yeah. for making your picks. Well, but JD's also hasn't he hasn't had time to do that in his own head yet. Also, so. What I think is there's going to be a lot of overs on the favorites um, until JD recalibrates himself and mm -hmm. his numbers. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, proceed. You you can drive this, um, James. So we'll mention every match probable here, but we'll dive deep into the to the better ones at 125. Avon Tresca versus Brendan McCrone for Ohio State at 133 could be a fun one. Um, both these guys coming off kind of rocky week ones. Sam Latona versus Nick Buzakis. I made Ooh. Latona a four and a half point favorite. So the, the Latona losing the duel makes me worry that maybe it's a weight cut issue because he's been big before at 125. Maybe he's big again. Um, Wizenhunt's kind of unproven. That being said, I don't actually. I don't think Buzakis is that great, um, and his clearing open wasn't great. I think he's struggles on the mat. Um, I think he's going to lose this match, but I think it's going to be closer than four and a half. I, I kind of see. I mean, two takedowns to none is probably that's enough to cover, and I think that's pretty Likely, realistic. Yes. That's pretty realistic. I think Latona covers this line. I'm going Latona too. It's definitely a scenario where I could see Buzakis being down by three points or something like that and trying to make up some ground. He likes to go big, lock up a body lock or something, and then end up getting taken down late or maybe even go to his back, give up a couple back points. Would not surprise me. So I've got Latona winning by a large regular decision. Whoa. Large. Yeah, I, I mean, right. I think... You know, that, that five to seven point... I think Latona... Range, maybe maybe even an eight-point major. I see him getting to his legs a lot, and I don't think that's Buzakis's, you know, strongest area, yeah. right? I think Latona's got a good feel there. I think Latona... I mean, we saw it with Gabe, like, a good a good counter guy when you're on legs. That's how Latona lost to Wisenhunt, He right? got put to his back. He got counter-scored off his own leg attacks. I don't mm -hmm. Buzakis can put you on your back but I don't think it's going to be from a leg attack and I think Latona can I think he can fire close to indiscriminately against Buzakis and not it'll be scored or no score for him um, so I I don't feel that uncomfortable with it Buzakis does have the potential for a seven pointer if he can That's if he can move. fire and get his hands around the body he is he's freaky there for sure but I think Latona, especially bounce back after the Wizenhunt match. This is a huge match for the duel. He's the mm -hmm. he's the vet. 
Buzakis is the freshman. In Blacksburg. In well, Blacksburg. Buzakis wrestled in this duel last year against Tom Crook and did not look great. Right. That was mm-hmm. a 41. Um, he did not have any losses at 33 last year. But he did have two in week one at the Clarion Open. One by seven points, one by six points to people who I would say are probably not on the level of Latona. I would say they certainly aren't, uh, for sure. So, uh, does, does, does Shane do these? I just sit no, back and listen, interest of time. I listen, you guys break it down. And because uh, I'm not part of the whole overall season, you guys just keep rolling. I like it. All fun. right. I'll, I'll be the mediator if anything gets out of hand. Yeah, anything gets uh, out of hand. I, I do think that's probably a good line. I think this line this line made me think, too. Caleb Henson, a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Dylan D'Amelio. But really, this, this is, you know, a one-take-down-to-none match, in, assuming they all escape. And I feel comfortable with that. I feel comfortable with that for Caleb. So well, gonna, no, if it's a one-take-down-to-none, but he gets to escape on the takedown, then it's two points. Mm, so he's got to yeah. take down plus right out or take See? down yeah, that's a good by point. time. He will need riding time. See, this is the recalibration <laughs> process. Uh, so I think I think Henson is going to cover this one. I got Henson to cover against Emilio. Um, who did Emilio? I watched him against someone last guy. week. Guy, Colin Clarion. Guy. It was a good match. Yeah, 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 that one. And he won at Clarion, right? Emilio won. Mm-hmm. He won at Clarion. He looked. He looked good. I mean, Guy. Wait. Guy looked good. <clears throat> that guy's name is Guy G A J. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, it's pronounced G-U-Y? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's wild. Wild. <laughs> I don't even know I what think, to say about that. I think Demilio was probably pulling a little bit too much weight to make 141 last year, and moving up to 149 will be good for him. Mm-hmm. That being said, Caleb Henson, dog. Dog. But Demilio tough, so I think this one is close. Um, so I'm going Henson by, like, two. Whoa. Yeah, that's not so crazy. I'll get, get Demilio to cover. This one's tough because now, especially with overtime, if this goes to overtime, oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. how he covers point. it. Great point. Yeah, I, I, yeah, this is a really tough one. I'm not counting Dylan out in this match. If you're looking for an upset special, a true one, might be this next one: Bryce Andoni and Patty Gallagher. An all St. Edwards match. That's right. Yeah. Well, if if, I, if they were high school teammates, I would say this one's going to be a, a blowout because Noni likes blowing people out. Um, but they, yeah, it gives me pause that they were high school teammates uh, on who's actually going to win. What was the score last year? Did they wrestle last year? Um, no, Bryce didn't wrestle. Oh, that's right. Remember he was out till midseason or whatever? Oh, yeah. He missed a lot of time. And so mm-hmm. I, he's healthy as far as I know, but he has done pitch count in the past, so... I think, and I hope we get to see him. But I'll take Patty covering this. No way! I got give me Andonian. Give me, give me Airdonian. Go too. for it for sure. What do you guys have the line at? Backs. Four, four and, and a half. half. I'm I'm in on Patty this year. Um, I'm I'm with you, Christian. I I I, I, I bought Patty Gallagher stock up or what? last year when it was a little bit of a rough start for him. I I'm. I believe in what are you guys what is giving you guys this inclination I watch him I I like what I see I like his game um but he didn't wrestle anyone even remotely good at the clearing open then then we'll see 
Well, yeah. I'm, but I'm asking you, I'm literally asking you, what did you see that is giving you this inclination to think that he's going to make a jump? Because he wrestled a bunch of not-so-good guys at the Claret Open. And last season, he was 12 and 11 um, and didn't really have a good year. I agree. I agree with all that. I think it looks better. I like his offense. He's got a lot of ways to score. He can hand fight hard. Okay. Right. He was getting better, too, last year. I mean, he was he was, he yes. was in a lot of competitive <laughs> matches, and now this year it's a matter of winning those matches. Yes. All right. With him. I mean, I didn't pick him to win. I picked him to cover. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Okay, next one. Hunter Kaka, Nick Feldman. He has Feldman a one-and-a-half-point favorite. I'm hammering the Feldman cover here relentlessly. Yeah. Well, one-and-a-half just not very many points in the current scoring system, so I'm going to go the same way. Feldman across the board. Bunch of Feldmaniacs. I don't think this is a, a blowout, blowout. No, I don't either. Yeah, I, agree. I agree. He only has to win by two uh, for this to be a cover. I think it's one to two takedowns to none, if I had to guess. Kak is uh, a large person. And He's a big cat. And Nick is not the biggest heavyweight. So I think it's competitive. Hunter's also a really good athlete, but mm-hmm. I think Feldman's just a touch better. So the team... James has it a six and a half point favorite for the Hokies. Oh, I didn't do my math yet. Hold on, hold on. I, I go, did go I back did, and do my math. I think I'm going tech. I don't know. That's kind of a lot of points. I, I have it six four tech. Um, it would depend on bonus. And I think the four I think there's a, there's upset opportunities for Ohio State. I think I, where we're most likely to see bonus is probably well, 41 wait. with Jesse Mendez. Um, so, and Paul Christian, who, who do you have? Which four do you have for Ohio State? I have um, 41. 41. 65? Uh, yes. And 97 then, and heavy. Not, not 84. Sam it, Fisher's the I mean, I kind of... Sometimes when I do these, it's like, okay, split the difference. I think they're probably both toss-ups, so it doesn't, sure, doesn't sure, really matter. Sure, yeah. 84 or 97, I think they, they get one. I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not as sure on who Ohio State's going to be using because Jay yeah. kind of put it out there that Gavin was going down, but I don't yeah. know. And then there's Geog, and then there's the GOAT Andy Smith is involved. <laughs> um, which, hey, also breaking news here. Whoa. Our, in our fantasy league... Tyler Meisinger, who's on location, Boots on proximity to the GOAT, he dropped one of his wrestlers and added Andy Smith. So he's <laughs> liking, he likes what he's seeing. Oh, God. And I can't blame him. So <laughs> those, those are the four. Are you not seeing four? I mean, if it's I'm seven, go. No, no, I'm actually, yeah, I'm thinking actually maybe, uh, I think they could potentially get five. Yeah. And because I think they could get five, uh, I think I'm going to go Ohio State. Uh, so under under six and a half of Virginia Tech. I agree, actually. I think Ohio State covers this. And yeah, there there is a path for five for for Ohio State with forty one. You know, you might even you could put forty nine in that sort of mm-hmm. could. It's put not beyond the realm. Sixty five is a possibility. Eighty four, ninety seven, um, that's the five, I think. I think the others yeah. would be pretty significant upsets for Ohio State to pull them off. Mm-hmm. What says James? It'd be James? a fun duel to watch. 
Yes. Should be a good one. It's going to be amazing. I remember, guys, I did this dual meet. I don't. I mean, it must have been, I think it was Sasso's redshirt freshman season at uh, at Ohio State when Mitch Moore stuck him. Yeah, that was crazy. Ooh. Yeah, a, I remember the that. The old chin and arm. Sammy has not had good uh, good showings in this duel. Yeah, because no. he lost to Henson last year, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, okay, going to be a great duel. I've got to say, I actually was the only person that got them all right for the pickups ah. so far. So we'll see. We'll keep it going. Oh, 25. Right, so, guys, that was a joke. Just FYI, everyone in zero for zero. Uh, thanks. I'm glad you broke that down for him. Don't worry. Hey, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get my. You know, you don't want to acknowledge that I'm the defending champion. Uh, I'm gonna make it happen. I got an idea for next week. Oh boy, he's gonna have. Rudis is gonna make him a shirt or something. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I, I didn't think of that. That's what. Honestly, I you know what? I got my Payne Mako shirt on today. I'm ready. Ready for it. Then you should get a robe made. You should come out in a robe. Ooh, that's I mean, a good idea. Actually, that's you know what would actually be cool if you had like a headband made that just said like Pick'em Champ on it. That would look cool. <laughs> good too. <laughs> You make that face, but it would actually look sick, Ben. Headbands are great. Especially with your hair. You have good headband hair. Yeah, you do. Great headband hair. Right yep. there. <laughs> it kind of <laughs> emphasizes. So a lot of more action. 125 probably going to be the story again for this week because you've got Ramos versus Camacho. Oh, yeah. And Figueroa versus it. Noto. It's on, the, it's on the pickums. It's on the pickums. So let's get to it. I put it out there. Camacho's my pick this year at 125. So I've got him. This guy's got Ramos a one and a half point favorite. To me, this is simple. If I believe what I say, I'm sticking with Jacob. But the there, there's always the fear of the bounce back. I'm going rubber band. Bounce back for Ramos. He came back for third. After uh, falling in the semis at the Clarion I Open. I love that, by the way. That was awesome to see. Come back and get third. That was great. I'm, yeah. I'm going to Camacho. Camacho, let's Macho, go. man. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know what was we'll, – you know, let's talk about the match a little bit. I think it has the potential to be incredibly exciting. Oh, yeah. Because of I, – I don't think we'll see as subdued a Ramos as we saw him in the Blaze match. Uh, I think that was a little more about familiarity and some of the things where, where Blaze is really good. And I think Camacho is a pretty active wrestler. He's going to engage. So it could be exci- a really exciting match. And Ramos has that, that pinning capability for sure, feet to back. And that's something that Camacho's got to be wary of. But I think he'll be ready to go. Uh, any, any other thoughts on this match, the potential vulnerabilities or whatever, Ben? No, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think Camacho stays on his legs and kind of avoids some of the big moves uh, yes. and wins in a, a grind-out match. A lot of scrambling. Guys, when was Camacho's first year? I mean, he seems like he's been around a while. For a while. Um, 1920 was the first okay. year. Not the actual year, 1920. 2018, 2019 oh. was his first season. That's when he yeah, redshirted. Yeah, he's been around a while. Yeah. This is a guy who wins over, over Jack Mueller, beating a lot yeah. of really good guys over the He's years. very good. Um, everyone mm-hmm. for, forgot about him, I think. And he's Jacob up. with the he's K, ranked, right? I, listen, I'm not going to yell at our rankers, but I don't understand how he's eight when you consider his track record. But I I'll just, agree. I don't I'll know just let it live. Doing. But you look at some of the, just, you know, the, the cast of characters ahead of him, I... I don't know. I, I just don't. Hmm. I don't see the resume 
that would make him behind a Brett Unger. Move him up. Or Steve-O. You know, I mean, we, Big 12 champion Steve-O. I don't... Yeah, that's fantastic. That's, that's, that's a Who's good Who's ranked number one at 125, guys? Noto right now. Ramos anymore. Okay, which was... And I'll... I'll who did... It's, it's Kozak. Is it Kozak? Does Kozak do the flow? Oh, Shane's, Shane's going to call Kozak and chew Kozak and me? Come on. That was... What? Matt Ramos is ranked number one in the country. He was, and then he lost. He, he is. He is ranked number one in the country. Oh, Shane, this is this is embarrassing <laughs> take. Embarrassing take. Listen, he lost, and then Braden Palmer beat that guy. That has. How can you say that does not have ranking value? I've but, always said this, guys. I, I'm willing to be sold, and you've you've Chris. It didn't take you long. Okay. All right. Flip flopped on that one pretty quick. Hey, here. I came in, I came in with a lot of bark. And then I, I kind of whimpered back to the corner. So yeah, you're right. You're right. Here's how here's how you uh, could have been favorite. right though. Just to, to, oh my God, you're if so funny. if Blaze wins that tournament, I think that you yeah. do not drop Matt Ramos. Okay, that's I fair. think you don't because for all we know, Blaze is just that guy, and he is that guy. Oh. But if he beats everyone else, there's nothing to suggest he wouldn't beat Richard Figueroa and Eddie Noto, etc. But when you lose and you have that comparison. I think it makes it simple. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so, uh, Kozak, my apologies. I recant my statement. I was wrong. Kozak will not this. forgive I you. I was wrong on that. I was wrong. It's That's, that's fair. <laughs> no one holds a grudge like John. It is interesting this year because like, I don't think that match actually counts on their record. At all. It doesn't. Nope. So, it's technically, weird. quote, unquote, speaking, Ramos, Ramos is still undefeated. And wouldn't that be crazy? Like something like that, guys. Let me ask you this real quick because we got the All Star Classic coming up. Yeah. Don't you? Um. How cool would it be if that match counted? And if if that match counted, and you fools done a phenomenal job, which I love bringing that event back to life to where it. Because I, I love used to yeah. love that event twenty years ago, but we got a lot of the hammers going. But if that match counted, I wonder if like more people would really try to get because that that'd be a monster opportunity. To wrestle in that event, it'd be great if that match counted. It should. I think really it should good. count. I don't know. I honestly don't know if it helps. I think they yeah, don't have I it. Agree. I think they it don't hurt. have it count because it could hurt. They're worried guys wouldn't go. I don't know. I I but I think it should count. I think every any reputable rankings organization will count this match. The only ones where it won't count are like for like the NCAA seating or maybe coaches rank won't count. But coaches just look at ours typically. Ours and it the other count. media ones, so it should count. Um, we got to keep it moving because of fire. Um, number <laughs> one versus number two, Anthony Noto versus Richard Figueroa. He says pick him. Oh. I say Richie Figs, no problem. This is it. Richie Figs will be ranked number one come Whoa, Monday, that's Tuesday. Crazy. I don't think it's crazy. The man He's is crazy. Just, who you got? I don't know. I never thought about these guys wrestling before. <laughs> never considered the number one and number two wrestling. I'm going figs. Well, they've only been number one and number two for like two Four days. days. So, <laughs> crazy. I'm going Figueroa, not with as much confidence as CP. I do think Noto is really tough. I do too. And if he could make something work on top, I think that's his path to victory. It is. Is getting a oh. turn. The three-point takedown helps Richie Figueroa, though, so I'm going Richie Figueroa. This is a I'm big match. Figueroa. 
I'm a little worried that someone may not send their guy, and that would make me sad. But I've seen it in the past with entities involved. So hopefully we don't see it here. Sitting healthy guys that are able to go. So because I think it would be an awesome match, and I'm riding with the Sun Devil here. All right, gotta help those guys wrestle. Yeah, mm -hmm. Ben, who you got? I got it's the same Figueroa. Figs across the board. This one is gonna kill me. Because I don't get it. You know, Bardet is the he's the most he's the biggest roller coaster. No. <laughs> Wait, what? What do we but call a lot of these year? guys are they all beat each other up? I mean, you look at the Big Ten with McKee and Diagostino and Barnett, like those guys are all beating each other up. Yeah, you know, we called the roller coasters guys last year. We Space uh, Mountain. We name for them. Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Space Mountain. One twenty five is gonna be a Space Mountain weight, I think. Yes. I think there is a scenario where Richie could just be a guy that's really just tough the whole year. And, and I don't know if I'm going to predict anyone to go undefeated here, but I think we're going to see so much. Oh, I thought we moved on to the next match because the next match was Barnett versus Diagostino, which is Team All Space Mountain. I thought that's. Yeah, it is. I, it was, I'm only looking at this sheet, but it's in the dock. Oh, I'm, I'm missing that. Bad. So this is not the match that's going to kill me. Um, and this is, this is a Michigan State Open potential final. Both of these guys oh, would man. have to show up, compete, and, well, maybe they can meet in the semis, but probably meet in the finals. Didn't D'Agostino win last time? They have split two and two in the past, like in their entire career. Would you expect anything different? Yeah. They wrestled four Ooh, times, no, I believe. Flip. I'll, I'll take, I'll take D'Agostino. I'll go Barnett. I'll go... <laughs> It is a coin flip, though. I'll go D'Agostino. Just new home. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> new home. Who dis? All right, this is the one I meant is going to kill me. Not that one. I, I don't lose any, I don't, I don't lose any sleep over the result of D'Agostino and Barnett because those guys can't make up their mind what, how they're going to perform match to match. So I don't feel bad missing this. This one doesn't make sense to me because in my mind, Dean H Hamity should be able to beat Cam Amin, but he cannot do yeah, that. do it. Can't do it. He can't do it. So, but he can do it. He just hasn't done it. Or maybe no, he can't. can't do it. You're saying he can't do it. Dean Hamidi struggles with a very specific type of wrestler, and it's one that has good motion. Um, and Kamamine moves his feet really well, and that's why he can't beat him. Man, I kind of just want to be a different here. I feel like it's it's the time. And this is an MSU open like potential match. now? Or Correct. Uh, what is it's, three no. it's three or four now. It's three or four. I think it's like four. I think it's four now. Man, again, this is another uh, potential MSU Open wow. final, which is live on Flow Wrestling. You can watch it on Saturday. I would be weary of both these guys showing up. Yeah, me too. We <laughs> they're they're kind of getting older, especially the one twenty five guys too. So, all right, I'll pick Hamity to troll Tyler Meisinger. Um. I'm okay. going to mean on the history. I want uh, mean. It is the one and a half does make me nervous though because I believe he's, uh, um, I believe that he has. There's been a couple one, one by one, yeah, been a couple one pointers I think. So mm -hmm. I mean, take match, time. I'm going off of memory, guys. I think Hammity had him last. I, I, he might have been up like, wasn't he up like three nothing at Cliff Keen Arena last year, and then. Yeah, he got taken at the end. I thought it was tied, yeah. and, he, and, and he tried something stupid. And, yes, and, uh, it was Amin tied, and he beat it. himself. It was okay. tactically sort of confusing. 
And Amin Rock- was battling injuries last year, right? I mean, he was he was banged up. I, I wonder how what his health is like right now. I don't know. He, he was uh, he's healthy fine. this summer. Okay. When I came to visit. Or I think he's been battling some injuries. Don't quote me on that. But uh, if he comes in he healthy, hurt his knee. Get some good training in this offseason. Yeah. I can't remember if that was last year or two years ago, though. Last I've always year. been. I mean, I, I like both these guys a lot. I like both of them a lot. It's be a good match. Who do you like more? <laughs> Who's your favorite? Who's your Shane Sparks? Gosh, I, I, I mean, I, I love how Hamity, Hamity's just got great athleticism, and Amin can just grind you. I mean, the mat returns, the mat wrestling. I mean, that's what I love about him. He's tough. Man. Rocky Elam, Jackson Smith. Where could this happen? Tiger style invite. Tiger style. Tiger style invite. There's only six teams, so I think uh, they should hit. Yeah, they do the. Yeah, they should hit. Two and a half. Mm. I believe I Elam is like two and zero against. He beat him six three. No, one and zero. He beat him six three last year. I thought they wrestled earlier as well, though. They didn't. I don't know why, but I thought they wrestled at Tiger style last year. Um, uh, I don't remember that one. I'm locking in Elam. Man. I like will. Two, two takedowns to two yeah. escape, something like that. It's a bride time. Jackson Smith's a bad boy. Um, I think he's going to have a really good year, but I'll take Elam right now. This is kind of a good time to pick someone off, though, you know? This is this yeah. is prime upset territory. Right. First big test. It's a way bigger match for Jackson than it probably is for Rocky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In Columbia, though. Como. No, it's in Kansas City, actually. In Kansas City, just like I said. Camo. <laughs> Camo, as we, we've come to call it here on the show. Ah, you're funny. Okay, so, hey, can you give a quick programming note? What is what is live on floats? We didn't even talk about journeyman. Penn State's opening their season oh at journeyman. Oh, my goodness. Hopefully we get these dang pools before, you know, the match, the tournament's over. Because um, I want to be able to talk about them before it happens. Because, I mean, we're going to see a, I mean, Cornell's there, Penn State's there, a lot of other really good teams involved, and I want to see how it's going to all play out. I think, I think we're going to see a lot of Penn State guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and that will be pool play um, on Sunday, the Collegiate Classic. So we don't know exactly. Those pools have not been released yet, so we don't know exactly what the matchups will be, potential matchups. It's not normal bracket where guys are wrestled to the final. But I can guarantee there will be some very good um, top ten matchups. Yeah. Just with the teams there. It will inevitably yeah, happen. Arizona State's there. Yeah, uh, Frank Pop's done a great job with this event, putting it together. Yeah, Cornell, NC State, like you said, Penn State, Lehigh, Arizona State, Penn, Army, Pitt. So, going to be very cool. All right, it's 916. We're about to be incinerated. We got to go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back Monday. JD won't be here. I won't be here. I won't be here Thursday either, actually. We have a guest star. Oh, wow. Goodness. Show for work, JD. I know. <laughs> Not making one. Thank you to Shane. Thank you to Ben. Thank you especially to you for tuning in. Hope everyone has a great, great weekend watching some wrestling. I know we will. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you, Shane. <laughs>